All right. Well, hello, folks. Um, I just wanted to do a short little intro for everybody and uh, talk about a few updates of some things going on behind the curtain a bit. Um, podcast is now live on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, if you feel so inclined, uh, a five-star review would be endlessly appreciated. If you want to drop a comment, more than welcome. Um, don't leave any one-star reviews, though. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is up and running. Make it a lot more convenient for people to listen to it in different formats. You don't have to use YouTube because I know YouTube can kind of be a pain in the ass sometimes, um, especially if you're trying to listen to it while you're on the move, you're at work, or you're trying to lock your phone and keep it in your pocket. It's a, makes it a little difficult. And so got that up and running for you guys and i'm going to continue to add it to different platforms um as i need to i think um, for now these are the the main three that i was wanting to get live with which is very exciting um and i made a new sticker design i'm going to post it on my instagrams and you guys can check them out and i'm going to be slapping them around hopefully you'll see a sticker or two um but yeah, I just want to do a short intro for you guys. I think that's a, a habit I want to start getting into before the podcast. Just do a, a quick little, you know, rundown of what's going on here and some updates and just keep you guys current on what's going on. Um, yeah. Like, subscribe, share the podcast, five-star review, write a review. That'd be much appreciated, guys. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the podcast. Well, well, well. Howdy, howdy. If it isn't my co-host, Avery. Yeah, I'm out here on the beach. I love it. I love it. Is that is that Epstein's Island back there? Oh, uh, uh, no. A little St. James? I personally <laughs> stay far away from that fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. We don't rock with the motherfucking pedos over here, baby. No, we break pedo toes over here. Public, uh execution yep yep i gotta dust off my old guillotine <laughs> take it to the square <laughs> shit well that was a way to start off i love it we're getting <laughs> right into it <laughs> uh, how you been my friend i've been great man um same old same old taking I care of you. the dogs i got a brand new puppy you know that's right man what what kind of breed uh it's a golden it's an english cream though so she's white yeah English cream. Yeah. She's a beautiful little blonde lady. Oh, she's the cutest, bro. I love it. Uh, you know, golf it. We've been golfing twice a week lately. That's what's up. Getting better and better. So that's what's up. How, you know, from par, where do you stand each time you're playing? Okay, so anyone who knows golf, I have about a after today I have about a sixteen handicap, which is pretty high. But okay. For only golfing for two years, it's not that bad. You know, a lot of people have 25, 30 handicap. So, and is that just those are points that they will like deduct from your score? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a okay. strokes. Okay. All, every stroke of the club that you make contact with the ball counts to your points. Right. Right. Yeah. And the lower so, it is, the better you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're under par, which is negative strokes, which you get by, you know, hitting the ball in the in the cup early, right? Then you're you're pro level. 
If, yeah. you, if you have a negative handicap, you're a pro. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Hell yeah. Golf is yeah, fun. Yeah, what about you, man? Golfing some good shit. I um my dad just came into town. We were celebrating. It was my birthday last weekend. So we we're doing a little late birthday celebration with the family. Went and got some Mexican food, played some pool. It was a good time, man. Yeah. We enjoyed ourselves. Oh, yeah. It's always good to get to spend time with the family. Of course, of course. Yeah. So yeah, um, you wanted to tell the people about us a little bit more? Yeah, I figure that's what we can use a little bit of this part, like this episode to do. Yeah. Um, just get to understand like where we came from. We can talk about the valley a little bit more and our friend group and yeah, the school we went to and just everything. Hell yeah. Well, I think I'll go ahead and go then. All right. Yeah, kick it off, man. Yeah. So, um. Born in Colorado, born in uh, Glenwood Springs, actually. Um, At Valley View? Yeah, Valley View. Me too. Uh, my dad, at a young age, he, he his parents were pretty poor, and they were pretty rough. And so he, ever since he was a young and he f- was working at a hospital, just doing books and numbers and shit like that. That's awesome. And he saw something in uh, medical finance that clicked with him and he was like i can do this and i can do it better wow so he went and started his own thing when he was like 19 or 20 years old um it took him about 10 years to get on his feet but um ever since i was born he made really good money and when i was like four we moved to california for a little while just for business and stuff but all in all yeah, yeah, just for a year. I mean, over in Orange County. Very uh, cool. But um, all in all, Colorado, my whole life. Yep, yep, you're a valley boy. Yeah. Um, My dad is pretty religious. My mom is also, but not nearly as much as him. So yeah. they were very anti-public school because they teach you about how we come from monkeys and right, the fish and evolution stuff. theory. Yeah, yeah. so I was, uh, I was homeschooled till I was all the way until seventh grade oh wow so for the longest time yeah like uh the biggest thing i would look up to is like comic book night and chess night and plays and stuff like that you know oh that's awesome man which is amazing of course i'm so thankful for the experience i'm not shitting on it whatsoever but no. um i lived in a neighborhood called apple tree which was a trailer park mm-hmm. and there's a park there that everyone would go to Oh, I remember the park, man. Yeah. And so one day, um, sixth grade area, I'm walking to the park and I see this kid walking with a group of his friends. And he walks up to me and goes, Hey kid, what <laughs> grade are you in? And I'm like, Six? What's up? You know? Yeah. Like, You're not <laughs> sixth grade pussy. You know, I'm like, Yes, I am. Oh. So next thing you know, I go up to the park and play football with him, and that kid happened to be uh, Braxton. Oh, the and, boy. Uh, yeah, so ever since then, we started hanging out at the park every day, and he's like, what school do you go to? You you, you know how he was. <laughs> he's like, you're not in sixth grade. Like, Nobody knows you. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he, was a, he was a healthy bully. Oh, you yeah. Know? He'll, oh, he'll yeah. call out shit that you're doing that is weird. In oh, a yeah. good way. It's imp- dude, you need people like that. Yes, you really do. It really helps you 
yeah. get out of like your weird little comfort zone. Exactly. You, I think you can get too comfortable in your in being a fucking weirdo if you don't have yeah. anybody telling you like, "Hey, bro, you're weird." Exactly. You need to change this aspect. Exactly, you know? and not to hate on anybody, but like, no. and it's not even a- in a hateful way. It's 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 playful and it's yeah. constructive. It's constructive. It's good for you. It helps you get out of your comfort zone, you know? So he's like, why do you go to this school? Why don't you go to this school? So I go to public school in seventh grade year. Um, Not to mention, I also was super good friends with this kid named Raymond. And at the same time with him, he had always went to public school. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing at the garden school, you know? (laughs) A little (laughs) private school. And so I ended up going seventh year. Um. My school did not do math. The so, garden school? Yeah. They actually went in and had to basically start from so, scratch. I was horrible at math, but we did a lot of reading. So I scored well and everything like that. Anyways, get into football. Was super big into football. Yep. I remember you were the quarterback, right? Yes, sir, dude. We had yes, two sir. we had two successful years at Riverside with me at quarterback and everything like that. But um after that, high school kicks off and all me and my core friend group were obsessed with was video games mm-hmm. big time oh i remember so, you guys when well, you took it very seriously it wasn't like you were just a bunch of kids in your fucking basement you were you were really getting on it yeah at one point in time we were actually considered pros based upon the points we have accumulated over time and stuff and so it was really cool, cool but man. it was a big hiccup in my career you know um i dropped out halfway through freshman year to do yeah. online schooling yeah. god knows i wasn't fucking doing that shit no no it was video <laughs> game time <laughs> yeah yeah but so then i go back yeah. freshman or sophomore year and everything worked out perfectly but um we got big into partying you know oh yeah big into partying and all the, it was kind of funny because all the kids in school that used to make fun of us for being kind of de- degenerate you know all the kids senior year really wanted to party with us everyone knew oh i know everyone oh, I knew that we were the party i remember <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so that was that um oh i forgot to kind of mention uh i had a huge baseball career yeah, yeah i ended up knights, winning right? state yeah the knights my dad's team uh we ended up going to a travel league called Kaba, and we won state in 2014 that's badass and, man yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, That's super badass. Then uh, fresh out of high school, I did go to college for a year. Um, barely showed up to class. I what, I really what was major. It was just business. Okay. Um, I was really convinced that college was going to be different and that it was going to like show me a path in life and stuff like that. Right. And about a month in, I realized that it was just a repeat of high school. Yeah. You know, like literally, high school that costs money now. <laughs> yeah, literally, like point for point it was just high school and so i got really heavy into partying there i had a beautiful house down there where i went to college and stuff like that and uh the ragers you guys would throw were were <laughs> legendary yeah you know it's like those those kids in the in the movies you see is like we were the party gods you yeah know? <laughs> dude it was so nice that house it's it looked like a mansion he had like statues and shit outside the door. Yeah, yeah. And so I regret nothing. I probably could have been more disciplined and kept my shit together, but I I regret absolutely nothing. That's what and, it's all uh, about, dude. Yeah, and I happened to live there with Braxton, who is my best friend forever, literal blood 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 brother. Yeah. And uh Yeah, we uh 
we lived it up there for a whole year. And then um, I just wanted to come on the podcast and pay homage to the brother because he did pass away. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Braxton. This Hey, to Braxton, bro. Yep. Cheers. Absolutely. And uh, I didn't really want to go too deep into it. But after that happened, I kind of started to freak out and say, I got to get my shit together. Right. So I started moving around to try and, you know, get away from stuff and like expand my brain and everything like that. Right. And so we went from Colorado to the absolute furthest point on the coast. We went to North Carolina. How was that? For a, for a whole year. Um, It was great. It was a amazing experience. I moved with some great friends. Shout out Branson and shout out Lou. Um, but the area we lived in was really just like super heavy retirement area. So there was like people. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing to do. Our HOA hated us. Oh, I'm sure. They were fining us for this and that. Didn't <laughs> matter. If we had towels out on the front porch, they were fining us for that. What? Yeah, oh yeah, it was super bad. So, towels drying on the porch? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't like that. It looked tacky, apparently. Oh. Probably some fat ugly bitch saying that your fucking towels on your rail look bad. It's like, lady, yes. Hey, did you see a mirror today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um we left there and now I'm in Arizona and uh I feel like I'm taking I feel like I'm taking up a lot of time. I'll get more into my views. So, um, nowadays, my dad has been teaching me ever since I was a super young kid about the elite, mm -hmm. about how our government is literally not run by anything that you see on TV. No. The president has no power. Congress has no power. There's a very deeper, deeper, deeper entity that controls everything. The invisible hand. Yeah, and so I was super into that. I just, you know, they always say do your own research. I listened to what he said, and there's a lot of things I disagree with my dad on, but um, yeah. I did my own research, and I'm like, sure as shit, the world is absolutely run by pedophiles and Satan worshipers and stuff like that. You yeah, know? yep, couldn't agree more. Yeah, and so um, I'm 23 now, and living life about to start a big old um real estate company that's awesome dude you're gonna start yeah. your own company oh yeah i love it super excited for that um the way we got our house down here and what gave me the idea is there's this company called pathlight and what it is it's a company that will buy a house for you then you pay the company the rent and then you have the right to purchase at any point that you want interesting yeah so if you just have good enough credit and i, I have four roommates mm -hmm. and so the company buys it so the seller doesn't look at like oh it's it's for young adults you know it's the company so it's oh so it's easy. a way to it's a way to get around all this the shitty stipulations they have yeah. for a buyer yeah so um that's exactly what i want to do i want to buy houses for people and have them pay me until they choose to buy it or i flip it which gives them the opportunity it gives people that wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to buy a house Exactly. It's not it's not like a scam or anything like that. It's actually very amazing. Um I love it. That's the dream is to find a job where you you make your dollar helping others. And so it's like it's a win-win for everybody. Nobody's being preyed on. Yeah. I love that, man. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. I didn't know you're starting yeah, your man. Own shit. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's uh it's been a slow, slow road, but that's how real estate goes, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. You have to have a lot of capital to start. So. You do a lot of capital and I'm sure there's a bunch of different licensing that you have to get. If you, I'm sure there's like a main license you can get that it's just like a foot in the door kind of license. But if you yeah. want to start doing extra shit, there's all these other, you know, section, whatever number it is that you got to yeah. pass. Yeah. Um, very so, interesting though. Yeah. That's pretty much where we're at. I guess one more um, cherry on top is um, just for the people to know, I am a hardcore constitutionalist. Hell yeah. I do not identify with Democrat or Republic. I think nope. that is just a made up facade for um the state to pin people against each other. Dude, like that's the you're either a racist uh homophobe or you're a crazy liberal communist. Yep. I, I don't I don't tie into any of that. Yep. I want no I want very, very little government and I want everyone to be left alone. And live your life how you want to live your life. That's I, what I'm for. I couldn't agree with you more. Just yep. I don't care what you do. Just don't hurt people. Yep. It's specifically children. Yep. That's Absolutely. all it is. I love <laughs> that. I've, we agree with each other on that, man. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's a pretty good wrap up. I'll let you go now. I love it. I love it. That's. That. I hope I can wrap it up as tight as you can. I'm gonna be all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> that's all right, man. Do what you do. What um, you do. But, so, uh, hi. My name is Cameron Porter. Um, I'm from the Valley. Uh, I was born in Valley View, same as Avery. And it's pretty cool. My mom was born there and my grandma was born there at Valley wow. View. So our blood runs deep in the Valley. And it's just, it's cool growing up in the Valley. It's kind of weird as well, though, because you're kind of in an echo chamber. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you experienced this, and I hope this doesn't come off as racist, but I didn't really know that there was black people until I was like, 10 or 12 until one started going to school with me it was like i thought they were just like on in the movies and maybe they were in africa like it we're in such a tight echo chamber of rich white people in the valley that yeah (laughs) it's not racist bro there was uh there was two african-americans who went to our school through our entire fucking school life so you know that's how it is but yeah i know man but so yeah Yeah. that's and it's just kind of weird growing up with that perspective and then going out into the world and then you kind of got to like not unlearn what you had learned, but you just – you get hit with perspective over and over again and humbled by what is really going on out there outside of your little fishbowl. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I was born in Glenwood, grew up in Glenwood. I went to high school there – or not high school, rather, um, elementary school and middle school. And then I moved to Newcastle, which is where I met you. In the summer after eighth or seventh grade, rather, yeah, right before yeah. eighth grade. Um, and that's so interesting. I guess I do remember you talking about going to the garden school, but I had completely forgot that you were homeschooled basically up until we went to school together. Yeah, literally. Is, that's kind of man. That's cool. Yeah, that's a cool perspective. Yeah, I kind um, of, uh, I kind of uh, blended in pretty quickly. You did. I kind of always had that brain. You yeah. Know? I, well, your parents probably did a really good job of like socializing you because usually homeschool kids are a little weird, bro. I'm not yeah. Yeah. Lie. Yeah. Definitely. Shout out, shout out to parents for sure. Yeah. They did a good job. They did a good job. Um, but so I, a um, little bit about my parents. They were really young when they had me. My mom was 17 when I was born and my dad wow. was 18. Wow. And so they were like, they were kids, man. My mom was still in high school. She went to Yampa Mountain High School, which is where I got my diploma from. Yeah. Um, went to Coleridge for most of the time. And then I lived in Eagle briefly with my dad for like half a semester. <laughs> it did not last long. And yeah. then I went to Yampa and graduated. But it was kind of cool coming full circle and 
all the same teachers that taught my mom when she was there were still there working and helping these children. It's beautiful stuff, dude. Coming Hell full yeah, circle dude. Like um, that. real quick, both of my sisters are graduating from Yampa. My one did and one is going to from That's Yampa. awesome. So yeah. That's super cool, dude. That's super Sorry. cool. No, Yeah. no worries at all. My little sister's graduating from Yampa this year. And so yeah, it's exciting shit, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and then my dad, so my dad is originally from Michigan. And his mom moved my grandmother, moved us or moved him and his sister down here to Colorado. I think when he was in like fourth grade so he was a little kid um and they moved to glenwood and he started school there and you know was a valley kid himself you know and yeah it was just pretty cool to the point you were making about you know your dad getting right to work it seemed like right at 19 you're starting a business and shit yeah um basically as soon as my dad found out that they were having a baby he started burning it on both ends he got like three jobs was working a bunch and just stacking that paper, Yep. you know, and I, I respect the shit out of that, dude. I Oh love yeah. that. It's such a cool thing to see, you know, makes you to be proud Oh of your yeah. parents for the work they put in and like want to do good work yourself because of it. Oh yeah, dude. My dad is my absolute hero, literally. I love it. Yeah. Dad's kind of my hero too. He's always posting dope ass shit. He's always in a different country. Just post it up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very cool. Um, but yeah, and so like I was saying, I, I went to Glenwood for most of the, the younger years of school, primary school, and then a little bit of middle. And I played baseball and football. I played, I think I would play two years of football at Glenwood. And I played baseball for like three or four years. I loved baseball. Yeah. But it was when I was younger. It was like right after Little League, Yeah. Um, whatever age group that was, like 13 to 14 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it probably would have been like rec ball. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, Through yeah. the, I think we did it through the rec center Yep, is what exactly. it was. Yeah. Yep, It was, yep. and I loved it. I, I had such a good time with that. Oh, God. I miss it, dude. I've been wanting to join like a softball league with a bunch of dads and just Uh-huh. show them, bro. Show them how to hit that ball. No, those are my actual heydays, bro. Don't even <laughs> get me started. I can't even go into it. You keep going. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but, and so summer after seventh grade, my family moved to Newcastle. Um, my mom, had uh or got married and had a child with this man named jesse uh my stepfather he's a cool guy and um they moved to newcastle and bought a house there and started settling in and that's where i met you and i actually met you through braxton and i met braxton through jacks i remember jacks brought me to a sleepover at braxton's house i honestly when i first met braxton i thought he was feral Yeah. he would like take his shirt off and flex but he had like no muscles. He just had like a spider skeleton. Dude, it was the best. <laughs> he would like freak us out, like running down the fucking driveway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, he was fucking crazy, He dude. was such a monster. He Real was, quick, that is um one of the best things about him is like ev almost every one of my friends besides like Raymond um was we all got connected through him yeah. Yeah, he was that's the also lifeline. like thing yeah God, that's such a cool, I never even really thought about that. yeah Yeah, he, oh. He was such a shining light. yeah That motherfucker. Um, but yeah to your point he was fucking nuts he was a wild man. he's nuts Dude, there's oh, there's a fucking video on his YouTube channel of him tasing <laughs> while I'm playing. He's at his house, dude. There's like the little beginning part, and he's like, he's in his bathroom, and he's like, guys, I've got this taser.
Oh, we gotta repost that on our YouTube, bro. Let's do it. I'll put it on my like Instagram, everything. Oh, god damn it! But yeah, (laughs) yeah, that was funny. I remember he like shocked me, and I got up and I grabbed his keys, and I was swinging them around. (laughs) You broke them. They were broken forever after that. I know. I I felt I felt pretty guilty about that. (laughs) I mean, he tasted you, bro. He did. He he knew it was coming, but because that just that shit costs money, you know. <laughs> but either way, oh, we had some good old times. Yeah. Apple Tree was a rowdy little spot. It was. That was like the that was like our Vegas, bro. Or at least my Vegas. I'd go over to Apple Tree and we would just have <laughs> ridiculous times all night. <laughs> and we never talk about what happened. I just go home, go to the other side of the river. <laughs> that was your Vegas. Oh, fuck. No, you're absolutely right, bro. I've probably gotten a lot of, like, felony-level trouble over there, too. Yes. What I, dude, Braxton, what he used to do is he would take a rock and throw it at a house, and then he would start running. <laughs> and just like, he'd leave you there. And you're like, well, what do I – I guess I got to run. And he's Ugh. faster than you, and he can jump higher fences than you. <laughs> that, <laughs> that motherfucker was – he was fast. Oh, fuck, dude. Fun story, dude. I smoked – we two dr- I, I smoked weed and did mushrooms with Braxton for the first time. Yeah, each. I was there. Yeah. That mushroom trip was intense. I was there for that. I was driving you guys around. Yeah, you were. That was yeah. in the spaceship, dude. Yeah. Back in the WRX. That thing was still got it. That was the coop. Yeah. I love that shit. But yeah, I'll never forget that. Do you remember Harley? That lived Yeah, in- that tall dude? Yeah. Yeah. So it was him. Do you remember the triplets? Yeah, they were. So it was their sweet 16 and me oh, yeah. and Braxton stayed at my house that night. But we like walked up there to go party. And I remember we were like hiding weed and I thought I was the smartest dude ever. I had it hidden underneath my deodorant and my deodorant slid all the way up and yeah. stuffed the weed down in there. I thought I was way too cool. Yeah. And we went back to the, my house and we smoked and I got so high that I, I like woke up like shaking and was like shitting myself. Like I, I feeved out, dude. It was yeah. bad. We were also smoking out of tin foil, so that probably doesn't help. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of Alzheimer's in there. <laughs> yeah, Nothing wrong with in. a little hole in the brain, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so eighth grade, you moved there, met yep. him and Jax. Yep, yeah, so I knew Jax beforehand. So my mom actually dated Jax's dad Okay. back when I went to Glenwood, when I was in middle school. I feel and like all actually, I feel like all of our older all of our older relatives dated Jax's dad. <laughs> I think so. Jax's dad was making rounds, bro. <laughs> My aunt dated him and shit. Yeah. He was just too cool. He yeah. could send it super fat on the snowboard, and and they liked yeah. that. <laughs> no, it, Sean's a great dude. I love yeah. Sean. I miss those good times. But yeah, so um, he lived with us for a little bit, and the boys would come and visit like on the weekends and during the summer. And th- that was fun. Just a small tangent. We would like take bike rides to the skate park in Glenwood and just but no cell phone. I don't <laughs> even think we told anybody where we were going. We were just, you know, we had the water that we had with us. Yeah, that's it. We had like three dollars that we were going to use to split some gum or something. You know, <laughs> I remember those days, bro. I remember uh, scrounging up to change for hot and spicies for McDonald's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've all you needed was four quarters back in the day. That's all it was. Yeah. yeah. Now it's dude, they're like 225 now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so I moved there 
I didn't really know anybody. So I started hanging out with Jax and got to meet everybody that lived there and that he was friends with met Oliver. Um, me and Oliver weren't really homies yet. He, yeah. I don't think we liked each other until I went to Yampa and then we were like, wait, you do delinquent shit. Yeah. Like, you do delinquent shit. It's like, all right, all right, we can be friends, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Newcastle was a fun place, man. Especially during that age. It was like coming into high school. There was like, we were doing, having all sorts of dances. Oh yeah. Hanging out, like shooting the shit at the skate park, long ass bike rides. Josh Brooks was a little bike ride crackhead, dude. That dude would take <laughs> me. He'd try to get me to go to Silt on the bike from Newcastle. I'm like, dude, what are we going to do in Silt? <laughs> oh, Josh Brooks, bro. We Back in the day, we could make that kid do anything. I know. Anything. Oh, I used to <laughs> laugh when we would get him drunk. I was doing good videos on my phone of that shit. Yeah, because he would never drink, and he would always, like, he would fight <laughs> so hard, but then sometimes we'd get him. Sometimes we get him, dude. <laughs> oh God, dead, those bro. were good times, dude. Josh, if you're missing, I love you, brother. Uh, but yeah, so you know, and uh, Newcastle is a weird spot. I spent a lot of time, like, because I didn't really know too many people. I spent a lot of time just walking around and exploring the town and shit, taking bike rides up around the hills. And there's just such a weird vibe in Newcastle, bro. There like is. some paranormal shit going on. There is. Well, you know, um, one thing I, one thing I personally have said about Newcastle is like everyone will tell you if you don't leave the valley when you're young, you'll never escape. Yeah, you'll be stuck. And I found that really interesting because where you, where if you live actually in Newcastle, not Rifle, not Glenwood, if you live in Newcastle. You start to think about that because you look at the mountains around you and it's almost like you're walled into that place. Oh yeah, you're stuck. You know what I mean? Like it literally looks like you. it looks like a fucking prison of yeah. mountains. Yeah. And so I always thought about that and I was like, Yeah, you know, you're right. You can get stuck here. Oh yeah. Well, have you ever heard of the 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 Ute curse on the valley? No. No? Oh, it's interesting. It's it's quite interesting. So you the, as an Indian reservation type mm-hmm. thing, yeah. yeah. So the the Indians used to use or the natives, I think natives, right? Yes, whatever. Native, yeah. <laughs> Got to be careful now. <laughs> <laughs> They're out to get us, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, natives uh, really respected Glenwood, and particularly for the vapor caves oh. and the hot springs. It's the healing properties. They'd use it to heal themselves and heal their horses. Okay. But then the white man came. And started uh, fucking chopping scalps and selling the vapor caves. They were pimping the vapor. They were basically they were pimping out this this holy land. Yeah. So that for tourism, you know, and so basically, as the the Ute were being pushed out, they cast a curse on whoever occupies the land, and essentially it's like you're stuck here, and if you leave, you're gonna die, and if you don't die. That means you're coming back. So it's essentially like you have a soul bond with with that spot. But there's a way wow. that there's a way that you can and this is this is all a theory. But they say that if if you take sand from the riverbed of a river in junction, I don't know what river it is. Is that the Colorado that runs through? Yeah, there's yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Um you have to take sand from the fucking riverbed and summit Sopris. And spread the sand on top of Sopris. 
and it it like absolves you of the curse. Wow, isn't that cool? Yeah, that's insane. Isn't that cool shit? Uh, we'll have to have somebody like if if anybody wants to hear more about this topic, let us know in the comments, and we'll do a whole episode on it because it's super compelling, and we could fill a lot of time. Yeah, I'll bring on a guest. We'll talk all about it. Yeah, I think it's a uh, Colorado River, and then some other river that runs through Utah as well. Okay, I tubed on it. Um, funny side story actually. I think it's perfect for the podcast. I went tubing in Grand Junction one time with some kids that I met down there, and there was this one guy named Drew. And he was, uh, he was a character and he had no life jacket and we're all tubing. It's super cold. We went way too early. Mm. We're going, we're going, we're going. It's like a three hour tube down the river to where our car is. And, um, his pops, him and his homies pops <laughs> and he gets stuck on an embankment. What? And so he's just stuck in the river, freezing his ass off. And he actually experienced hypothermia. So me and my girlfriend, we get off to the right and he's stuck just over to the left. But we were so separate that I had no idea they were over there. So me and her get out. We're a little bit past our mark. And we hear frantic screaming. Frantic like dying. Yes. Like absolute hysteria. And so we immediately call an ambulance and sure as shit, it was him. It was Drew and our other homie, Tim. Shout out Tim. Um, no shit. Drowning, and, bro. And he's stuck over there. And so finally he gets out and he's on like a little tiny island in the middle of a fast river. And he's over there screaming, just saying, you know, oblivious mental stuff. Yeah. Well, he's, he's I'm sure at that point you're in such fear and shock. Yeah. That you can't process. Oh, exactly. And so he sees me, my girlfriend, and the ambulance people and the cops and stuff on the other side of the river. And he's so he's so out of it that he decides to jump into the river and try to <gasps> swim across with no life jacket. <laughs> so he's swimming across, he makes it pretty far, and then he just gets taken. And so they had to throw a, a long ass, you know, um, What's it called? A floaty to him buoy, or whatever. Yeah. A buoy, yeah. And so he grabs it and comes out. But, um, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he, of course, they bring him over and stuff, put him in a wool blanket and stuff. And they're like, yeah, you're total hypothermia right now. You could have died. And so that just goes out to people in Colorado. Tubing is only to be done if you're experienced, <laughs> only if you're native. If you know what's yeah. going on, then yeah. you can get in the water. I don't even yeah. feel comfortable getting in the water. I've lived here my whole life. Yeah. I'm I'm super cautious about where I get in and where I go. Oh yeah, yeah. You that is shit is nothing to play with. <laughs> Water is powerful, bro. Those rivers, Most powerful, all powerful. Yeah, yeah. It's terrifying shit. Oh, what a what a goofball, bro. He almost oh, fucking yeah. died because he didn't want to bring a life jacket. Oh yeah. <laughs> is that why you're stranded on that beach right there yeah exactly bro i got no inner tube popped your tube and your friends <laughs> left <laughs> uh, shit that's funny <laughs> uh, but so all right where was i where was I? oh yeah i think i you haven't even got to high school yet i don't think no not yet i'll i'll make it quick because we got like six minutes yeah yeah we're good so um and just really quickly so me and Avery met each other that summer before eighth grade. 
and then we were put into history class together. And that's where we, I feel like we really fucking solidified the homieship. Yeah. You know, there would be different hangouts and whatnot, but it was that class in particular. And, um, and then we got into high school, started moving into high school. And I, I think that's when me and you started getting into our fucking trippy conspiracy talks. Oh yeah. I remember you lent me the Satan book. Yeah. I still have it on my shelf. Yeah, yeah, it's called uh, Satan's Evil Plan. Can't yeah. remember the author, but it's really good. It's very good. It's I, I'm gonna grab it right here. Yeah, I might as well while we're yeah. shouting it out. Do a little plug here for it. <laughs> yeah, Plan of Evil. Yeah, by Keith R. Blades. Yeah, and that's it's basically the one. they just go through the Bible and they they pull out and quote different scripture. That basically lay out what the plan that the devil has for the end of the world. Yep. And, you know, we, I remember we got really balls deep into the mark of the beast. Yep. Super heavy into that. Uh, I remember we were talking about the Antichrist a lot. Yep. And just a lot of like end of days, rapture, revelations type conversations. That's how it all started. Yeah. You know, we I, I'd go into it, but into I, I want to let you, I want to let you keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, we got into that, and um, I remember that's what I would fill all my time with in high school. I would race to get my high school done, all my yeah. work, and then get right to researching conspiracies. Yep, writing shit down, writing sources so I could bring it to Avery. Like, look what I found, man. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh man, those were good times. I loved high school. I Me had too. A, I had such a blast. I hated my fucking teachers more than anything. Fucking uh, Charlie Kirk, if you ever hear this, I hate your fucking guts. I'll beat the fuck out of you. But um, other than that, it was amazing. That was Avery Newitt talking. Uh, that was Avery Newitt talking. Those are the views of Avery Newitt and Avery Newitt alone. Uh, fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, I, I miss that stuff, man. High school was so much fun. I feel like more teachers hated me than I hated the teachers. Yeah. I was a strong personality, and I, I talked a lot, and I tried to be funny too often. Yeah. And they don't they don't like free thinkers at school, man. They want no, they you don't. to sit and stay like a good dog. Yep. All right. And I yep. I'm a bad dog. I pee in the corner. <laughs> 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 uh but well and so during high school I was more of like a, a drama nerd. Yeah. I did a lot of theater and I would do musicals, sing and dance and shit. Yeah. Um I was in the choir. I got into varsity choir. Yeah, my, my junior year. It was actually kind of cool. They like opened up the varsity choir or actually it was my sophomore year. They opened up the because it's usually juniors and seniors, but they opened it up for me and this this girl, Cassie Green, that I went yeah. to school with as well. Yep. So because yep. we, we sang so good, they let us into the choir with the, the big kids. Fuck yeah. Which was cool. But then, dude, I got an MIP at school and they fucking kicked me out of the varsity choir. Oh, I, fuck. I, I forgot about that. I think that's when my villain arc started, bro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd really like to know, like, um, what did you do, like, right after you graduated? So right after I graduated, um, I graduated from Yampa, and I was hanging out with all the Yampa kids. So Nick Salvidres, uh, Oliver, out. yeah, shout out Nick, fucking, and shout out Oliver. I love you boys so much. Nick is one of my best fucking friends, yeah. Dude, he's the shit. He, uh, I just want to give him a hug right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have to have him back on, dude, blows mine yeah. a little bit. For the second time um but yeah so right after high school i moved in with nick 
and out we were living together and we were just tra- we were trapping way too hard in silt bro that's right <laughs> <laughs> we were we were trapping way too hard in silt we're this is why we have to talk about it because i fucking forgot about that i came to your house like 10 times <laughs> we had some parties going on those lids it would get crazy i'll never forget and nick i'm sorry bro i gotta tell the story but Fuck i'll it. never forget it. i think it was his birthday but i remember he was stumbling early in the night he was drinking these things called hulks it's hypnotic yeah. and fucking eddie yeah it's terrible it's so gross but he was so fucked up and but then later at the end of the night i just i walk into my room to like go check and see if he's in there and he's butt ass naked <laughs> sleeping on the ottoman like leg up you know like bro it was terrible <laughs> it was terrible i just threw clothes at him and like, yeah. I was like, bro, you gotta, you gotta fix this. <laughs> like, That's awesome. There's people right outside the door. <laughs> oh. oh fuck. Yeah, those were good yeah, times. If uh, if anyone wants to hear some real party stories, let us know because yeah. I could do an episode of that shit. And we should, we should. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh goodness. Um, but yeah, so we, I moved in with Nick, and we're under a minute, so I'm gonna do speed round. Yeah. So I moved in with Nick. Was hanging out, partying with a bunch of different people. Met my girlfriend, Delilah. We've been together for four years now. We had our anniversary yeah. in, in March. Um, yeah. We have a little daughter, a little baby, a little nugget. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. But so that's what we've been up to. I moved to Colorado Springs. I've been like settling down, working like a normal man, trying to be responsible, eat healthy and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you're looking good, bro. So. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm trying. I'm trying. You too, brother. You too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, dude, this was a good one. Hell yeah. I love it. I think we did a good job with this one. Let's fucking go, baby. Fucking uh, live in the ley line. Big dicks in your ass. Shout out Joey Diaz. Big dicks in your ass, motherfucker.